0: Hey, fellow hoteliers, and welcome to episode one ninety-seven of the Hotel Marketing Podcast. I'm DJ Pete DeMayo, spinning all your hotel marketing favorites from the '80s, '90s, and today. We've got a busy show, and we've even got Mr. Phil Frisca up in hotel uh, up in hotelier one with live traffic on the hour, every hour. Hey, Phil, how's it looking up there on that road to one hundred percent occupancy?
1: <laughs> I love your radio voice. That's so good. Uh, doing great. Can't wait to get into this episode today. Nice.
0: So, yeah, it's it's getting harder and harder to find new professions for us, but I'm I'm gonna keep at it until, until we start getting into you know Cooper Smith and other you know 18th century type jobs.
1: That should be the next one. Uh, it has to be now. So,
0: well, good. So yeah, so this, like I said in my radio voice, is episode 197 of the Hotel Marketing Podcast. And we're excited about it. We're going to cover some stuff that Expedia has put out in terms of data and research, which is very good information. And we're also going to go over some 60-second marketing tips and a few other cool things. But before we jump into that, I want to let you guys know that you can find links to the studies that we're talking about at travelboommarketing.com podcast, as well as all of our social channels. So check that out. There's going to be a lot of good information that we cover today. And I think you're really going to enjoy the show. But before we get into the, the meat of the topic, I believe that we have one newsaroo to cover.
1: And I don't know, Phil, do you want to give it a shot? No, man. Go, go, go plug in the, uh, the one you have recorded.
0: With hotel marketing that cannot lose, now it's time for newsaroos. All right, so this is actually one of my news items, and it is coming to us from entrepreneur.com. And get ready for this. The first hotel in space will open in 2027,
1: to which I say false. Yeah, right. Especially when they show, if you if you go to this article on entrepreneur.com, what they're proposing it's going to look like. And I can't imagine how long it would take to build something like this. I think they're out of their minds if they think they can do it in six years.
0: Oh, it, it's completely crazy. But I do think that it's something that's going to be coming down the road. So the article is pretty interesting. It's suggesting that this is going to be coming here in, in six years from now. And it's going to be about $5,000 a night, which I think is pretty cheap.
1: That's extremely reasonable. To be able for to go.
0: Well, you know what? The, Whenever you go on vacation, hotel rooms really aren't that expensive. It's how much it costs to get to your destination. So I'm not sure what the cost is for the for that rental car or that rental rocket to get there. Uh, I'm points. assuming that your transportation is separate. But if it's $5,000 to go spend a day in space, you can absolutely count me in.
1: Yeah, Google's already working on their uh, Google Space Trips module.
0: <laughs> I love it, yeah. <laughs> This is the best price for space trip, travel this week. <laughs> Pretty cool. So check out the article. I, I like where where this is going because I do think it's something that we all as hoteliers need to be thinking about is, you know, people are, and we're going to talk about today, traveling to new places. And space is going to be one of those places at some point. The question is, is actually when that starts to happen. Uh, don't hold your breath for... 2027 hotels in space because I don't think that's
1: happening just yet. Yeah. Don't start saving for your trip today. I I think you're going to have a few more years after that. Well, they probably should start saving for them because
0: I can't imagine a, a trip to space to stay in a hotel. is going to be cheap.
1: Can't imagine going for, for one night and then having to come back. Like what are are they going to have? It's there has to be minimum nights, right? You can't just have shuttles up there every single day.
0: Yeah. But, you know, if, if you do, you definitely want to book your stay direct because the last thing you want to do is, you know, book through an you know, OTA and you get up there and you find out that they actually don't have the rooms because then what do you do? You know, <laughs> you can't you can't go to the other space motel.
1: I don't know. Oh, man, this, this, I, I, I love this idea. If this were, you know, reasonably priced. I don't. I mean, I can't afford five thousand dollars a night, but I'm sure there are plenty of people who can. But if this is something in the future that I can do, I'm I'm a hundred percent in. I want to see what zero gravity feels like for a period of time. Oh, absolutely.
0: So, I do wish that they had space motels versus like a really nice one. It should be like kind of a a rundown place with you know old carpeting and
1: <laughs> outdoor hallways. Yeah,
0: yeah, outdoor hallways.
1: <laughs> you gotta the have exterior entrances. Down to the- down to the uh, vending machines.
0: Yeah, where ice just kind of just floats everywhere. I like it. <laughs> All right, well, enough tomfoolery and shenanigans. Let's go ahead and jump in to the next thing we want to cover, which is another 60 seconds to success. So if, if you guys enjoy this segment, let us know and you know, we'll keep pumping them out because we've got a lot of things that we'd recommend. But Phil is going to tell us this 60 second to success. And I don't know why we have to actually do this, but I am starting my timer and you have exactly one minute to give us what hoteliers need to do to succeed and, and
1: go. Dope. So today's 60 se- seconds to success is pay attention to your competition, pay attention to what they're doing both online and, and offline. So online, I want you to pay attention to the age and user friendliness of their website. Pay attention to the online offers and incentives they're promoting, evaluate their online booking process versus your own, kind of identify where your site may be causing friction. Um, secondarily, I want you to look at your competitors' reviews versus your own reviews and see how people are talking about the stay at your competitor hotel versus the stay at your hotel. You Can really get a lot of good gems there of what you should be doing that, that they're doing so well. Also. Um, From the online side pay attention to the OTA booking experience Um, Go through the booking process note the psychological triggers that would entice someone to book now and and kind of brainstorm some ways that you can Implement those on your own site and or your own booking engine if possible And I want you to pay attention to your competition offline as well go visit your local competitor hotels or hotels around the country and anyway But book a stay with them, take notes of everything from from the booking experience to how you're greeted to, you know, some of the front desk procedures that you see them do that you may not be doing. Um, When you find something you like, take notes, Uh, understand what they're doing and, and start figuring out how you can implement that at your own property.
0: Fantastic tip, but shoddy time management.
1: So how much time did I go? Did I go over or under?
0: You were over for sure. So oh, when you got when you start talking about to you know brainstorm new ways to create triggers on your booking engine, that's when you hit sixty seconds.
1: Oh man! All right, I gotta speed it up next time. Yeah.
0: So I'm, I'm I really wanted you to practice this in advance, because <laughs> everybody's laughing at us now.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry, I went over sixty but, seconds.
0: But it's a phenomenal tip, and I think a lot of people get caught in the day to day business of running their property that they forget to take a step back and see what their property looks like from a customer who is not necessarily loyal to your property and it's going to be shopping those competitors and you guys are all on an equal playing field you i know, think hotels know what they do best or they'd like to think they do but sometimes they forget what their competitors do best and what they can do to to learn from that but yeah good tip thanks all right, so that takes us into the heart of episode 197. And this is go- we're going to be talking about a new study that Expedia just launched, which is pretty interesting. So they created something called the Traveller Value Index. And it's, it's a new way of measuring what is most important to guests at any given moment of time. And they based this on a, a couple different main values that we'll cover in a second. But it's interesting because what they did is they interviewed or they surveyed 8,000 adults, 18 and over, across the globe. So that's going to include US, Canada, Mexico, the UK, France, Germany, Japan, and Australia. And they interviewed or they surveyed everybody in mid April of this year. So what's interesting is they did this data before the real COVID Delta wave came out. So as we're going through and discussing this survey, Keep that in mind that, you know, while it is 2021 data, so much has changed between April and, you know, mid-August when we're recording the podcast.
1: Yeah, this was, uh, when I was reading some of these, and like, oh man, I bet you if you did the same thing today, responses would be vastly different and probably more likely or uh, more like what we saw, um, you know, mid-summer last year. Absolutely, and
0: we'll look at it this way. Australia is going through their most aggressive lockdowns that they've ever done. So, you know, when you consider that, there's a good portion of the data that is absolutely trash at this point. Because if you're in Australia or you're thinking about traveling to Australia, all those plans have been completely turned on in.
1: Yep. All right, let's get into it, Pete. What's the what's Expedia's traveler value index, and what are the factors of it? Okay,
0: so they've got seven factors total, and what it is is they've and, and keep this in mind. Expedia chose seven values that they are det- they've determined are going to shape how travelers make decisions, and they've ranked these in order of importance. the t- The very key word here is they. This is not how the customers or travelers have ranked these values necessarily but it's what Expedia is expecting those values to be. We'll go into the data and talk about specifically what their data suggests but I did think it's pretty interesting as we kind of go through that. So the first thing is ability to get a full refund which absolutely that is is critical and that's very high on everybody's list. Number two is atypical low pricing because obviously pricing always matters and as we see these high ADRs, that atypically low price is probably going to be pretty important. Number three they have is contact-less contact experience. Again, that, that's very important with you know, what we just talked about with COVID, being able to touch you know doors, to be able to not have to go to the front desk. That's all very important. Number four is environmentally friendly policies. Expedia thinks this is going to be very important for customers moving forward. And we'll talk about that a little bit, what we can do and how important that actually might be. Number five, enhance cleaning and disinfection. Again, this is something that we've always seen on our own uh, traveler sentiment studies is cleanliness and letting customers know about your cleanliness policies is paramount. The number six thing on the traveler value index is flexible policies to change bookings. A lot like the very first one of the ability to get a refund, I want to be able to change it as well. And then lastly, number seven on their list is first-class benefits and upgrades. So making sure people feel that sense of surprise and delight and delivering the promise, which I would say always should be, from a hotelier's perspective, number one on your list.
1: All right, Pete. Let's get into it. All right. Let's, so, let's, let's hear what you... Uh, something you loved and something you hated about this study.
0: Yeah, so, so what we're going to do is because it's Expedia and we can't just give them praise. We have to uh, do a little love-hate relationship with them. And we do love them. They do some very phenomenal things for helping hoteliers and have great data as well. So we're gonna do one thing that we love and one thing we hate. And Phil and I are gonna do a little round robin with three rounds of love-hate items. So, so we're gonna start off right here with, with mine. And the very first thing that I love about the study is the data suggests that three-quarters of travelers are likely to travel to a place they've never visited before. And that's a great opportunity for smaller destinations and smaller properties, independents, to make a mark. When you combine that with the fact that the data says that 41% are looking for close-end, weekend-type getaways, it creates a great opportunity for Obviously major destinations that a guest hasn't visited, but also those smaller properties where it may have been overlooked in the past that you want to go, you know, visit something outdoors or whatever it might be to get in front of customers. So everybody that you're seeing is likely going to be a new customer or at least a customer who is in play for changing their their past travel plans.
1: All right. What's, what's, what's one thing you hated? All
0: right. So the one thing that I hated about this study, and I actually have a couple things, but in general, it's well done. I don't like the fact that this entire study is based on 8,000 respondents from around the globe, and a lot of the data is initially looked at holistically as global data. Problem is, though, is when you start slicing this down between all the countries that they surveyed, the data becomes somewhat statistically irrelevant, if you only have you know one or two thousand people from any given country, I mean, look at the size of these countries that they're talking about. I don't know how much date, how much emphasis you can place on this type of study.
1: And and when you break it down even further, Pete, just to that point, okay, let's take the you know thousand respondents from whatever country, and then they want to split that by age ranges and and, and gender, and it's like, well, now how many people are we talking about answered the question this way because that's it, like you said, it's not it's not statistically relevant. Exactly. I just,
0: eh, I mean, I feel like they could, they could have got more people to participate in that study. Now, with that being said, I mean, they and Phil, you can kind of talk a little bit about the uh, other study that you found that they've done that had sixteen thousand respondents.
1: Yeah, it's a study that they linked to from this uh, Traveler Value Index, and it was what travelers want in twenty twenty one. Uh, which I found to be a little more useful, We will absolutely do a, a future episode on that study. and um, but you know I, we pulled a little bit from that since it was linked to from 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 this study, um, and the data kind of coincided with with some of the stuff they were talking about here in the in the traveler value index. but yeah, that that study had, like Pete said, sixteen thousand double the amount of respondents um, and is probably just a little bit more relevant.
0: So Phil, what do you think about that in terms of the fact that seventy-five percent of travelers are likely to pick a place they've never visited before?
1: I'll tell you what, that was my number one also. Oh,
0: it was. <laughs> and, and just so everybody knows we I have not seen Phil's, and Phil has not seen my love hate list.
1: No, that was that was on purpose. We didn't want to influence each other, and that's funny that we both picked the same number one. Um, so mine was, you know, just basically all right hoteliers. Here's, here's your opportunity. You know, we've preached for years to, if you've listened to this podcast about, um, you know, every time a guest makes a booking, you're immediately trying to turn them into a return guest. Um, based on this data, you're going to see a bunch of new faces over the next year or two. Uh, so, you know, from the moment someone books, making, making sure that you're trying to get them to love their stay and, and book the next trip with you.
0: Most definitely. I mean, that's going to be key, right? If, if there are all these new guests that are out there, you want to make sure that when 2022 comes around, you've got all the data that you need to bring those people back to your property. I would also say when you're looking at the fact that you have a lot of new travelers, and and I don't know if you've mentioned anything, Phil, on your, your future data. If, if you did, I can table this. But the fact that 41% of users want to have close-end stays, or should I say short stays?
1: Yeah, I, I looked. At, I did not have that in my list, but I, I noticed that as well, and I, that that stood out to me. Um, and if I'm correct, Pete, I think that was mostly in Japan that okay. they saw that. But either way, um, I think I think we've we've seen that bear out in, in other data, even our client data. Um, we're seeing you know weekends are full for the foreseeable future. Um, we'll see what the Delta variant has to do with, with that. If we start to see, you know, cancellations or, or, you know, change dates, what, what have you, um, pick up. But we know people are taking shorter trips, they're booking closer in, um, and, and that, you know, it's, I think it's important for, for all hotelers to realize that that's happening and, and start to maybe put together your, your weekend getaway package or, uh, you know, things that you can add value, things that you can surprise and delight somebody making their weekend trip with, um, you know, working on what's going on around your property during the weekends and passing that information on to those guests. Most definitely.
0: And, and change, change how you're marketing as well. You know, so if you know that you're going to have a lot of, of new customers, you're going to have a lot of people who are close in, think about from a geotargeting perspective, your audience perspective, what you can do to make sure that people know that you exist. If you're a destination or a a small attraction, making sure people know that that you should be in that decision set for a little weekend getaway as well.
1: All right. Um, So I guess we'll move on to the the thing I hated since we both had the same love. What is your hate? Um, I... (laughs) disclosure i did not participate in this study Uh, and i'd have no idea how the questions were worded Um, but i have a feeling that some of these data points need to be taken with a grain of salt uh, especially with what they're talking expedia is talking about with um, the their seven factors Um, things like environment environmentally friendly policies if they're asking that question as would you be more or less likely to stay at a hotel with environmentally friendly policies I can't imagine there's anybody who would say they'd be less likely to stay at that hotel. Or, you know, they, they had mentioned inclusivity. Um, if, if a hotel promotes their inclusivity, would you be more or less likely to stay or would you be more or less likely to spend more with them? You know, I, I think everybody responds to that in a positive light and nobody's going to say that they'd be less likely to stay or you know, less likely to spend a little bit more to to do something like that. Now, Whether that bears out in actual traveler behavior, my gut tells me no, uh, because we know how important price is to everybody. So um, I don't think people are spending significantly more to stay at that environmentally friendly hotel or that inclusive hotel.
0: I completely agree. And I have that as one of my my hates a little further down the list. Only because, like you said, if you, if the question is, would you like to stay at a place that is better for the environment? Yeah, sure. Absolutely, I want to. But the question becomes is, does, does that dictate where I stay? I don't think so. When I go on vacation, experience is key, locations key, pricing is key, and a lot of the things that are after that are all things that just help push me over the edge to stay at property A versus property B.
1: Right. And if they had the data, right, if the data says people would be willing to spend X percentage more, X dollars more to stay at a environmentally friendly hotel, that would make more sense to me. And that would make me realize that, you know, they asked the question properly because if the question was, hey, Pete, how much more, how many dollars more would you be willing to spend to stay at an environmentally friendly hotel? And you got to write in your answer and then we would see that piece of data here. People on average said they would spend $30 more per night to stay at you know X. That would make sense to me. I oh, would yeah. like to see that data, but because we don't see that data, it makes me think that they asked the question improperly. Yeah,
0: and, and if you are a an eco-destination or eco-property, yeah, absolutely lean into the fact that you're, you're net positive for the environment and the world. But if you're not don't try to become something that you're actually not going to be able to deliver on but use use it as a tool to highlight what you actually are doing so right. maybe not necessarily on the you know the main sections of the website but from a social perspective, from a content perspective talk about things that you're doing to make the world a better place you know do you have you know low water use? Uh, laundry facilities? You, are you making sure that you have in, uh, efficient utilities and, and everything that you're doing that you can to do the best you can for the environment? Make that known so it's something that, that the consumer can tick off the box that, okay, I, I can at least feel good about whatever choice I make and not push you to the side because they think that you're not focused on that.
1: Yeah, I and kind of to that point, Pete, I, I don't know that it's something that you should be you should absolutely be promoting it because we know it's important to people, but I don't think you know the fact that you do it gives you the you know the ability to charge more. Um, I feel like it's something everybody should be doing. It's almost expected and and the and the study points out that the the age groups that care most about this are the younger generation. So if this is something that you know they they started this study for people eighteen and up, you know people eighteen to twenty one in many cases can't even book a hotel room. so take that uh, for what it is. Um, but those are the people that are responding that you know they, they are, uh, they, they're concerned with these environmentally friendly policies, as you might expect. But from what I took away from that is if you have these things, or, or let's say you don't have environmentally friendly policies in place yet, work on that now and start to put them in place because when that younger generation grows up and they're able to book hotel rooms, it's probably something they're still going to be concerned with. So getting out in front of that for for now, for when those people are actually booking hotel rooms, you know, just puts you in a in a better place for success.
0: Yeah, and we we all want to feel good about what we can show you to the world, and it it's the right thing to do. You know, let's let's be smart with our earth, and you know, be good for the environment, and everybody will will win long term. Nice. All right, so we moved on to. Do you want me to Number do two? my second item or do you want to jump in and just do your second likes? What do you
1: want to do? Yeah, I, I can jump in and do my second. I don't mind. All right, then we'll so go back and forth. One of the, one of the others, uh, I kind of pulled this from the what travelers want study, but it relates to what we're talking about in the traveler value index. So 89% of travelers want to see information or features of the surrounding location. So, you know, this may seem obvious, but we've encountered countless hotel websites that don't contain enough of this information and if they do, it's definitely not displayed prominently on the site. So, this is, you know, 89% of people want to see this stuff. Here's a great opportunity for your hotel website to provide valuable information for your existing site visitors but it's also you know if you want to take it to the to the SEO perspective this is a chance to rank for some non-brand keywords who are people who are just curious about your area um increase your brand awareness get out in front of that potential guest early let them visit your site early on in their in their uh decision making process you know become aware of you and then more more likely book your hotel because you're the one providing the the great information to them um so that, that number stood out to me of 89% of people wanted to wanted to see this stuff from, from their hotel.
0: Definitely. And the other thing as well is one of the pieces of the study suggests that people are really focusing on those experiences. And one, they say go places they've never been before, participate in new experiences, and have those once-in-a-lifetime opportunities. And 90% of the time those once-in-a-lifetime opportunities are not necessarily your property. It's something near your property, which is a reason that people are staying with you to start with. So really create and curate the content that will help people make those decisions and choose not only your property but your destination. It's one of those yeah. things. That I th- it's going to take a long time to see the the fruits of that labor, but every time we've seen somebody make the most of content development – and become a hub for their entire community. It's always always worked out well for them in terms of revenue.
1: Yeah, I feel like we've said that a thousand times, Pete. Um, nobody's traveling to your destination just to stay at your hotel. <laughs> They're yeah, exactly. coming for something else. So tell them what else is there, and and you know rank for rank for those things. You know, if your hotel website can rank for um, you know various attractions, amusements, whatever it is around you, events, event venues. Yeah, just getting out in front of people early is is so important. But all right, Pete, time to bash Expedia again.
0: Bum, point bum, out bum. The other yeah. other
1: thing I hated about this. Um, they were a little self serving with this, you know, at, as you expect, right? But they asked questions about the importance of booking accommodations and transportation all in one transaction. They also asked about the importance of a site that offers a high number of listings. And, you know, your average hotel website, just the, those those type of things aren't attainable. And the Expedia is talking about how important these options are to people. Well, obviously, right? We know people use OTAs, but, you know, from the hotel you're looking at this study, so what, right? You know, what hotel do you know of that allows you to book your flight and rental car and your hotel room? None, right? Or, or um, that's offering you know, their prices alongside all of their competitors' prices. It's, you know, very rare that you would ever see competitor prices. I know there's a couple tools out there that do that, which is great, but this is just something the average hotel website isn't going to offer. Um, again, this is to be expected from Expedia, who isn't a little self-serving when they put out a piece of content like this. Uh I'm still adding it to my hate list. Oh, it it, I have to.
0: it definitely belongs on the hate list, and I don't blame them either. If if we were producing this study, we'd want to make sure that yeah, you know, we had stuff that was was helpful for us as well. The reality is, that, yes, you have things like trip teas and other things that will shop and display rates for other properties or other other locations on the web on a hotel site, and th- those are yeah. all great. But at the end of the day, people are going to try to choose a property. And then they're going to book that property at the best possible rate. Even if people start at Expedia or wherever that might be, if you're a hotel and you have the best rate, the best rate, the best cancellation policy, and the best communication trumps everything else that anybody else can do. Yep. All right. Nice job, Phil. I'll jump into, I guess, my number two like, correct? Yep. All right, so that is the data suggests that fifty four percent of travelers will not book until they trust the provider, and this honestly goes into the same kind of topic that you talked about with them wanting to see a lot of listings. Is if they see that that creates that trust in Expedia or whoever the OTA is, but think that from a hotelier's perspective too, you have to make sure that your guest or your potential guest truly trusts. One that you have the best price, two, that you're gonna be able to deliver the experience that you promise, and three, that if something goes wrong, that you're gonna be working with them. If you can create that great trust with a guest, you'll be driving those more direct bookings.
1: And I think I think this is a great one, Pete. But I think this is this starts at your website, right? If you have an old you know, crappy looking website and then you jump over to an old crappy looking booking engine it's gonna scare people off they're gonna think they're getting scammed they're gonna say is this really the hotel website and then if they don't feel comfortable booking with you they're gonna go book through an OTA so you know creating that creating that trust making uh, someone feel secure giving you their credit card information it, I can't tell you how many times we've run into this and and realistically, what does what does an old website mean to you? It it might be something different than it means to anybody else, but this is this kind of goes back to my um sixty seconds to success is pay attention to your to your competitors, both OTAs and other hotels in your area. If you have the most unsecure looking website and booking experience of everyone in town, well it's time to upgrade.
0: Yep. It's,
1: but and beyond the
0: website, which the website's obviously critical Pay attention to your reviews. That is what's going to initially define the trust that a consumer has once they've put you into their decision set. So, yeah, look at your reviews, look at your consumer reviews, and then make sure that for the people who are visiting your property, you're delivering on that trust. All right, so that was the second thing I liked. The one thing, the second thing that I did not like is the fact that I wouldn't read too much into that general, generational data. When you look at the fact that they divide it between you know, under 40, most values enhance cleaning and are less focused on price and refunds, but over 40, they see price and refunds as most important and they don't care so much about the contactless experience. I don't know if that's really accurate because you figure somebody is 40 today. They were in their early 20s when smartphones were really starting to come out, so they've all grown up with it. <clears throat> Even you know, the older older generations, boomers, and whatever they, those people might be, they have been exposed to the same technology that every other generation that's currently living has as well. So, so I wouldn't necessarily put blinders on and say I'm marketing to this group versus that group, unless you're specifically a, a 55 plus type destination. That's one thing. Or if thing.
1: you're, or if you're like the uh, you know specifically targeting the younger generation the the nightclub crowd type of type of place
0: yeah yeah i, mean, I think there's some specifics where you obviously want to you know target the people that would make sense but from a technology perspective and you know from a general perspective you know, let's look at the the customers as a whole and then individually target those people instead of as a group if that makes any sense
1: yeah so I got
0: you, Pete. All right. So we're going to swing this thing back around to the number three thing that I liked about the study. And I like the fact that everyone wants, no demands, the ability to get a full refund. They want the ability to have a very flexible stay agreement where if they have to change their plans, if they have to cancel their plans, that they know that they can make those changes without getting penalized. And... I think I said it before, this is the, the your hotel offering color TV and cable for now. Everybody's going to be expecting this to be a thing that's just provided. It's not going to be this great amenity moving forward because everybody is on the board with free cancellations, canc- uh, changes and whatnot.
1: Yeah, this was the, the largest percentage um, of what people cared about. Uh, if you look at the, the hotels, they didn't break it down so much, but vacation rentals, they broke it down by country of what was most important to people in all but one country. The ability to get a full refund was the most important thing. Um, if you look at it from the hotel perspective, it says, you know, it's the, the same most, most important thing is the ability to get a full refund. So people booking rooms want to get a full refund if for some reason they had to cancel. Uh, I think we've been seeing that over the entire past year, and uh, I, I don't see that changing. And, and I bet you it's something that people really wanted before, but they didn't know they needed it. And then, you know, I think I think the coronavirus put that forefront in people's mind. Like, oh well, you know, my my plans could change uh, in a heartbeat. If and if I can't go, I don't want to get you know screwed out of whatever money I put up for this hotel room. So. Being able to cancel, being able to get a refund, it's really important. Um, but for you, the hotelier, I think what's what's important is understanding that fact, but trying to counter it. Another thing that's important to people is flexible, you know, being able to change the stay if they need to. So uh, maybe someone can't stay now, but they still want to come stay with you. They still want to take that trip. Um, if it's not for you know some specific event, if it's just to see your city. They still may may take that trip, so see what you can do before you let somebody just cancel so easily. what can you do to get them to change the dates and and keep them on the books I think that's that's the way you need to be thinking as a hotelier don't don't just give up the booking because we know people want refunds well maybe maybe the the refund's what they think they want, and you can convince them to come stay a different time
0: yeah when If someone's trying to cancel their stay and you can recover it, obviously do that. But if you have to let them go, let them go on good terms. Because the last thing you want to do is have that customer say, I wanted to visit a certain destination, but the hotel took my money because I wasn't able to travel. You will never get that guest back, ever.
1: And and that's they're so likely likely to go leave you a bad review for doing that. So, yeah, don't don't do that. Allow people to get their money back. It's... You're not going to go under because, you, you know, that happens a few times. And
0: you know, if you're a vacation destination, when the person's calling you, they already are having a very bad day because they have to cancel their vacation. So why don't you become the best part of their day by helping them, by getting them a refund if they need one, but then going beyond that and seeing what can I do to get you back to the property? What else do you need? Can I give you some type of virtual hotel or visit experience? even though you can't come in person. I know that you wanted to in the past, all the way up through making the booking, but something's changed. That's still your guest. You just may have to defer being able to charge them for a stay you know, until later down the road.
1: Yep. All right. all right. It's the last thing that you didn't like.
0: All right. So, so I'm going to get a little bit probably political on this one. I would just prefer to have the data in this traveler index be based on hotel travel data. I feel that it's got to a little bit of a political and social pandering where they were, it seems like they're asking leading questions about being environmentally sensitive, about very inclusive policies and all these other things that I think lead hoteliers down the wrong path to stop Only being a great hotelier to everybody who wants to visit and start giving preferential treatments to to certain groups or segments of the population in, I guess, giving them priority over others.
1: That that was pretty much what I was getting at in my the number one thing I didn't like. And I said that, you know, I didn't I don't think I liked the way they asked the questions because I didn't see the data the way it should have been asked. Um, and I I agree with this Pete I I don't want I don't want a hotelier to to look at this data and then start making rash decisions to placate some 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 groups because these questions were asked improperly, um, and I, like I said I don't know for sure that they were asked improperly I'm just guessing because I didn't see I didn't see you know percentage of people willing to pay more for X Y Z inclusivity yeah. environmentally friendliness whatever whatever. Uh, you know, vaccination passports. They'd be willing to pay extra for for that type of stuff. Whatever, whatever it is. Um, I, I just, you know, I think I think it's be hospitable, um, include everybody, be environmentally conscious, but don't don't try to exclude people who you know maybe don't care about that stuff. So right.
0: Much. And 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 here's where this is coming from. They they dedicated an entire page to. Literally one headline, nearly two thirds are more likely to book a travel with traveler providers that identified their practices as inclusive, which is fantastic. Everybody's going to want to stay at a place that is inclusive of all their guests. But my only issue with that is they make this to be such a big deal that it says, wait a minute, maybe I need to pander to a certain group versus saying, I'm going to be the best hotelier I can be to everybody who steps foot in my property regardless of you know ability versus disability gender race orientation whatever that might be just be the best hoteler you can be and step back and say that's all i need to do these global you know discussions or whatever that might be may not necessarily be in your wheelhouse be a good person and let the rest sort itself out but let's not make you know all about whatever social justice cause is the most important today.
1: Yep. Completely agree, Pete.
0: And some people may be annoyed with that, but I I feel like we all need to say, you know what, I'm just going to be the best person I can be and let the rest fall where it may. So those are my loves and hates. Phil, you still owe me a love and a hate, right?
1: Yep. So I pulled... uh... The last thing that I loved was actually, again, from the What Travelers Want study, but it kind of plays into some of the stuff that people care about. You know, Like I mentioned, people traveling to a new, new destination, but also 70% of people said they'd be willing to pay more at their hotel for their favorite amenities and services. And the number one amenity people would pay more for was a spa treatment. And for that, so uh, I know not all hotels offer spas, right? But this opens up a bigger discussion for me. Um, What can you partner with? If you know things like, like spas are important to people and you don't have a spa on property, maybe it's time to partner with uh, the local spa, some kind of package with your hotel, and you know a visit to said spa. If you can provide things like shuttle service, whatever. It doesn't have <clears throat> it doesn't have to be a spa. I just picked that because it was number one on on the list of things people want. Um, there's plenty of others on that list, but I think taking things that you can't do at your property that you know people want and making that available to them, it just makes the the trip. For somebody that much better, like we said, no one's coming to stay just because they want to stay at your hotel. Um, they're coming for other reasons. They want to do other things. And making those things easy for them is, you know, or, or aiding them in doing the things that they want to do is going to lead to, um, you know, a more positive thought about the stay, likely to turn into more positive reviews. Um, and, and those local partnerships, they can go a long way for for so many reasons word of mouth marketing is still the best marketing out there and when you create a a positive relationship with someone else in the community you know they'll they'll share your name as much as you share theirs and that's uh that's huge in the hospitality industry but i just wanted to point that out yeah like if you can partner with local businesses to make your guests stay that much better definitely go for it and do it
0: well but wait a minute you also have to factor in that you can make a ton of money by selling either spa packages or whatever their favorite amenity is, people have their wallet out. Let's go ahead and do that before the guests arrive. Make sure that your your pre-arrival emails and your upsells are all in place because you know we had a, we had a good client conversation just yesterday where a lot of the main tours and hikes that are in Yosemite are booked up for weeks in advance. Make sure that your guests are able to take advantage of whatever their favorite amenity is, by having them book them early in advance. That's a great way for you to drive incremental revenue. If you don't have those facilities on site, it's a great way for you to drive referral revenue to the to the the spas or tours or whatever else it might be.
1: And even in the case of, like I mentioned, a partnership, that may not be the most profitable thing for you. You may make a little bit of money, but what you're what you're doing at the end of the day is making your guests stay that much better and that much more memorable and you're that much more likely to get get the you know the positive experience the return guest the positive review absolutely so All right. what's the hate what's the hate this one's a, a little strange but a lot of this study focused on enhanced cleaning and even our study showed that you know how many people care about enhanced cleaning. Um I I think that it's important to everybody. I mean obviously the data shows it, but nobody is defining exactly what enhanced cleaning or extra cleaning means.
0: Because nobody uh, knows. It's, it's right, whatever the hotel knows. wants it to mean
1: I'm not saying cleanliness isn't important. I'm just saying that it should be expected instead of a valued thing where someone would pay more for it. I think that you know obviously put your cleaning policies out there for, for your, you know, website visitors, your guests to see when they're on property. The, those things are important and people do care. But I think, you know, the, the studies focusing so much of so much on this, it's like, you know, be clean, be a clean place to stay. And if you're not a clean place to stay, people will let you know as, you know, as soon as they can and in reviews and in social media and, they'll try to bash you if you're not clean. So be clean, talk about your cleanliness policies, but I just I'm kinda I'm kinda over talking about this. It's uh, one in, of those things.
0: It's one of those things where it's a, a disqualifier versus a qualifier for a stay. If your property does not have a a cleanliness page or policies on your site, on your checkout process and everything else, you're missing out because it is one of those things where If someone thinks it's not going to be clean, they're going to bail. However, if they're going through the process and you have the clean room guarantee, whatever it might be, that's enough to let the customer know, okay, this is not a problem I'm going to to look into. It sounds like the hotel has it taken care of. If you've built the trust with them, letting them know that it's clean is more than enough. You don't have to make it your mission in life to let everybody know that you you clean the toilets twice as much as you used to. It doesn't matter
1: exactly i i and i think the the one one other thing i want to point out when it comes to this yeah it's important to be clean but if if you're going to go out go out of your way to talk about your cleaning policies to to appease some of the the data that we see here follow up on that promise my god if you say you clean and clean and clean and then you're getting a bunch of you know, photos submitted to your Google, my business or what have you, or you have dirty rooms or dirty lobby or dirty, whatever you, you have to follow up on, on that, especially now. Absolutely. It, so it's, I, I, the only, the only reason I added it to the hate list is cause I'm, I'm sick of talking about hotels being clean. You should be clean.
0: Yeah. If, if one thing came out of COVID it's that we just need to be better at being clean and at this point, you should have figured that out by now. But well, cool. So I, I think it's, there, there, it's a great study. There's actually three parts to it. One is the the main traveler value or traveler value index. They have a little breakout article about how it specifically impacts hotels versus other areas. And then they have a the final one, which is what travelers want in 2021. All three of those are are great pieces of content. I'll have links to those in the show notes on episode 197. So check those out and you'll be able to follow along, share those and let us know what you, you liked or didn't like about them. But just before we sign off, there was a couple of things I want to cover as our action items from, from these studies. And we don't have many. We kind of talked about most of the items while we went through, but I would say number one is make sure that your property has very clean, clear Invisible cancellation policy, cleanliness policy, and a way that you can kind of tick off those boxes of things that the this, this study suggests are concerns for guests. Not focusing on it exclusively, but making sure that you at least speak to it so that the one or two people who are concerned can get a nice warm and fuzzy that you've taken care of something and it's it's not a concern anymore. Uh Second one, least, I would say, and and Phil jump in as well, but pricing is important. It's always important, but experience is the key. And what this study suggests is people have a lot more money to spend on vacation. The study suggests that people are making it a priority to go on great vacations, but it's not all about price. It's about that experience, and you should never stop selling an amazing experience and an amazing journey that the customer is going to go on when they... Plan, stay, and after they stay at your property.
1: Yep, and and third point here, you know, kind of, we kind of just talked about this a bit, but be a hotelier that can be trusted. You know, stick to what you are saying you're going to do. Um, stick to the values of your property. Uh, if you say you're doing something, make sure it's done. Whether it's cleanliness or like I said, in, we talk about inclusivity and environmental friendliness. If you're going to promote those things, just make sure you're, you're delivering on all of those promises.
0: Yep, yeah, exactly. And then the, the last thing I had on, on my list here is to speak to those changing trend, trends and the current hot buttons. So that might be environmentally friendly. It might be inclusive policies, but don't go nuts with it because some it's very important for some customers. And if you're not necessarily going to completely lean in, just make sure that you address those and look for opportunities that you can find as well.
1: And, and, and you don't want to be just an obvious, fake, pandering garbage.
0: That is so true. Because that stuff gets picked up on and that destroys the trust and credibility if the, the guest does not think that, that you're saying this just to appease somebody and it's actually not who you are. All right. So, so that is the podcast. Got to go a little bit political on one or two areas. But I, I think the point is, is, be nice to people and deliver on your promise, right?
1: Definitely. I, you know, I think, I think that's, that's the takeaway here. Good deal. Hey, thanks, everybody.
0: Yeah. So, hey, if, like I said, we, we talked about this, but you'll have the show notes in episode 197 at travelboommarketing.com slash podcast. And you can find us all at uh, TravelBoomMarketing.com. If you want to check us out, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Just look for Travel Boom Marketing. You'll find us there. But if you really want to dig down and and get to know Phil better, Phil, where would they go to find you?
1: Uh, You can find me on LinkedIn at Phil Fariska.
0: And if you want to find me, I'm also at LinkedIn or Clubhouse at Pete DeMeo, P-E-T-E-D-I-M. A I O, And there you go. So that's the hotel marketing podcast for this week. We're getting real close to episode 200 and we will be having some special guest stars and we're going to be doing a uh, listener and hotelier AMA. So it's not going to be a, a live event. We're going to be collecting questions over the next couple of weeks. But if you have something, definitely send it to us at podcast at travelboommarketing.com. Or just hit us up on one of our social channels with a question. We'll add it to the list. And we will have our entire team dedicated to to getting you some pretty good answers. And we'll cover those in episode 200, which is going to be in a couple weeks here. All right. So, perfect. That's all we got for you. Travel Boom is out. This stupid cat stopped getting literally climbing on the desk while I'm trying to record. <laughs> because uh, where my desk is, it's out a window, so the cat can sit here and watch oh, birds.
1: Look at everything.
0: Well, it watches birds, and then it, the teeth chatter, and the tail starts smacking stuff. It's like, oh my gosh, yep. get out of here, cat.